Hello everyone and welcome to the fourth <laughs> and, and final installment uh, of our discussion of an Egyptian uh, perspective on the work of Yusef Shaheen. Uh, and once again, uh, many thanks to Hussein for returning uh, to this discussion. And today I believe we're going to continue with uh, the films from Cairo, a scene by Shaheen, yeah, onto uh, the 2000s, basically. So where do you want to start, Hussein? Yeah, thank you very much and good evening, Jose. Um, so Cairo, a scene by Shaheen is, is a film that I have only recently seen after seeing oh, most of his uh, longer films. And the, the, the reason I think it's one of his, really one of his best works out there because in less than 25 minutes, he manages to capture my entire childhood, basically. The, 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 the sound, particularly the sound, the sound is just amazing. Uh, uh, when, when, I mean, it's, it's very difficult to explain how nostalgic that is, but uh, the sounds of the, the, the radio, that spe specific tune on the radio, I used to hear every single morning going to school back in my childhood in the 90s. And the sound of the, the street sounds, the, the, um, the car horns, the uh, street peddlers walking on the street calling for their, whatever they're selling. It's, it's all really uh, like uh, the, uh, the, the, the sound clip of, of my childhood. So uh, for that reason, I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's amazing the way he captures this, the, 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 the city, not, not in the way that you would expect, uh, like having the pyramids and uh, trying to get out the, the beautiful parts of the city or the, the beautiful side of the city, but rather he, what he actually did was capture the, the true essence of, of Cairo as a, as a huge city, as a, a metropolis, a sprawling metropolis. Uh, at the time it was, I think, 20 million uh, citizens back then. Now it's probably thirty, so uh, it's it's just amazing. So it's uh, and it also the city in the world. No, I think I think the the Tokyo Yokohama metropolis is still bigger, uh, but it right. must be one of the biggest. Yeah, <laughs> I mean thirty million is incredible. I think London is eleven or something like that. So yeah, I, I, Cairo Cairo is Cairo is 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 quite huge, and it's not just Cairo. It's uh, so on the western side of the Nile, there is Giza. And then on the eastern side of the Nile, there is Cairo. But right. the whole metropolis is much bigger than that. We call it Greater Cairo because Greater Cairo includes Giza, Cairo, um, a place up to the north called Shobra al-Khema. And now with the new extensions towards the east, towards the west. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you take a look on Google Maps, it's, uh, it's quite amazing. It's very huge. Back in the 90s, right. 19, this film was shot in 1991, in January, February 1991. Um, Cairo was still huge, but not as huge as it is today. And it's uh, still growing by the day. So, uh, But you'd be surprised to know that I think even till today, you can still hear the same music and the same sounds on the radio in the morning. I'm quite sure about that. Some things just don't change. So, uh, um, and of course, the noises, the street noises are, are still the same. And one of the, uh, the, 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 the scenes that I love in this uh, film is the one at, uh, when he goes to the cinema. And mm. just, the, the, I think I, I told you about this before in, uh, in one of the comments that I made on, on the website. The, the sounds of the two actors. Uh, so this is a film from 
I think from that time, from 1990 or 1991. And that particular scene is from, uh, is by two act two actors, uh, Yusuf Shaban and Nabil Abid. And uh, Yusuf Shaban just passed away a couple of weeks ago uh, at the age of 90 something. And uh, Nabil Abid is still living. Uh, but I think she's in her 70s now, maybe touching around the 80s. But their voice, their voices is just imprinted into the memory of, of every Egyptian. It's, uh, it's just amazing. So nostalgic to, to, to look at it that way. Um, so what did, what did you think about it? I know you liked it, but, uh, but, but I'm, I'm quite sure I mean, that you can never appreciate it unless you've just lived there. You, you've lived this thing. You're, you've grown up in these places. Oh, no, so. no. I mean, I'm sure we appreciate it differently. Right. And, and I think part of the pleasure in talking to you is, you know, that you, you help us see more things uh, about it, right? Uh, and sometimes correct a few things, actually, just because, you know, we don't have uh, the requisite information. You know, but there is a certain level in which, you know, I, I always had this argument with my colleagues, you know, because I'm someone who's very insistent on, you know, that, um, you know, if you love Ozu, then, you know, if you knew about... Uh, Japanese culture, you know, uh, of his period, you would, you, you would understand it better and you would love it more. Whereas, you know, he was of the view that actually, you know, with great works of cinema, you don't need to know anything except what the filmmaker shows you, right? And actually, I think, you know, there's a certain level in which I agree with him and obviously I disagreed with him. Yeah, which is why I'm talking to you because I don't think, <laughs> you know, I get everything, <laughs> right? But, uh, but on the other hand, you know, you get a lot, right? There's a real beauty, just in the formal aspects. You know, I was very moved by, you know, those those scenes on the street with people sitting down to pray. Yeah, not just because of what he's showing, but also the way that he's showing it, right? You know, those scenes at night on the street, kind of, you know, where you see all those adverts for the cinemas. You know, the scenes of people waking up, right, in the morning, yeah? And you see them from the rooftops, right? I mean, and the way that they're edited together and the way that they're lit, the way that they're framed, right? I think it's very beautiful. You know, I think it's great cinema, really. Um, yeah, without knowing anything about Cairo, yeah, or anything like that, you still get, you know, the beauty of the, the wh what is shown, how it's shown, and then the sensibility with which it's shown, you know? No, absolutely. I fully, fully agree with you. Fully agree. Um, it is like a, you know, it's like a kind of a beautiful love letter in a way that's not blind. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And uh, he was, he was, when, when that film was released, he was, uh, he was attacked uh, by, by many because um, he was uh, accused of uh, trying to uh, make Egypt look bad, make, make Cairo look bad. Uh, the way he captured how it was, but um, I, I think there there has been so many uh, films that were done for touristic purposes to to show the the bright side of the city and the touristic attractions and everything, but none of these really live, but that one in particular no. lives. And actually, that's I think one of the things that is true of Shaheen's work throughout, you know that. Obviously, in a certain level, it's commercial. Yes, it, it wants people to see it. It's, it's a cinema for the people. It's a mainstream 
cinema for the most part. You know, I mean, obviously he did auteur films as well. But, you know, it is a cinema that aims to communicate, right? But it's not advertisement, right? Because the idea behind advertisement is, you know, advertisement is a lie. Yeah, it's, it's, advertisements are there to sell you something, right? Yeah. yeah? So the thing about uh, Cairo as seen by Shaheen, you know, I mean, he, he loves the place, he loves the people, but he allows a foreigner like me to connect and find the shared humanity and the shared, you know, life <laughs> with these people. You know, I've never been to Egypt, I've never been to Cairo. I, I don't know any Egyptian people, actually, except, well, I know a couple. I, yeah, I had a student who, who, who was Egyptian and who I've remained friends with. But, but you know what I mean, I know very, all nothing about Egypt. And yet you watch that film and it gives you a connection, right? Unlike an advertisement, which could be a lie or could just be a sale or, yeah, I think that's why kind of something like this is not at all comparable, you know, to, to an advertisement for Cairo, tourist advertisement for Cairo. Yet in many ways does the job so much more effectively, just because it allows you to connect with the people, to find a shared, yeah, something that is both foreign but that there's enough shared so that you want to know more, yeah? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's just like uh, uh, Nagib Mahfouz literature, if, uh, if you know the guy. Um, I don't. So Nagib Mahfouz is, is, is probably the greatest Egyptian uh, uh, novelist of all time, and he's a Nobel, Nobel Prize laureate of 1988. And the guy never... Yes never really uh, uh, he never stepped a foot outside egypt for his entire life his 90 he he died in 2006 at the age of 90 96 i think or 94 and for the his entire life he never lived outside egypt he never stepped outside egypt he never wrote about anything other than the uh, intrinsic details of egyptian life in in uh, in areas that uh, are very similar to the ones that Shaheen films in in his uh, in in that in that film, uh, yet by doing that he manages to touch the uh, the common uh, you know the, the the common humanistic theme that everybody can relate with and that everybody can identify with, the same way that Shaheen does with this film. So I think uh, um, in in part of trying to be trying to be local and trying to touch the. Uh, the common human uh, themes and elements. In doing that, uh, you manage to to ident- to make everybody identify with you and uh, to 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 reach uh, uh, a kind of a global level that that makes your work really uh, attractive at the global level. Okay. Um, shall we move on to the immigrants? Yeah. So the immigrant is the first film that uh, uh, that I came aware of when I was a child. Uh, in 1994 and it uh, it caused quite a stir because uh, Shaheen was accused of depicting uh, religious figures Um, so the film was shown uh, for a few weeks and then it was taken off cinemas and he was actually uh, a case was filed against him um, in in a court of law and uh, it was dismissed later on of course uh, but for a few weeks it was uh, it was the talk of the of the, of town so i and i remember that i was i was so young back then but i i can still remember like uh, uh, how it was and how everybody was talking about shaheen and the film 
I only saw it, of course, uh, many many years later, and uh, yeah. and I think it's 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 quite an amazing film. It's it's certainly not not one of my favorites, but um, very. I mean, you'd be surprised, but very few Egyptian films have actually managed to. Very few Egyptian films were ever made uh, uh, in the ancient Egyptian setting. Very, very, very few. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, The Immigrant is one of these films, and it's actually a very well-made film when it comes to mm. uh, the uh, fil- fil- filmography, cinematography, the uh, costume design, the uh, stage setting, and you know, and, and the, the places where it was filmed. So uh, I think it, it really stands out in, uh, in these particular areas. Uh, and it's quite surprising because I was, I was just thinking about that a few, uh, a few days ago. Uh, and and I, I realized that The Immigrant is... I mean, you, you, you'd, you'd think that life in ancient Egypt would be a source of uh, inspiration for many Egyptian filmmakers and that many uh, Egyptian films... Would would uh, that that you'd find many Egyptian films that actually take place in a historic setting in ancient Egypt, but that's not the case, and I think part of the reason, I think there are two reasons for that. The first one, is that, to the modern Egyptian living today in the twentieth century or the twenty first century, ancient Egypt is quite a distant past, and because we no longer speak the the language of ancient Egypt. And because we no longer believe in the religions of ancient Egypt, I think there is a kind of a disconnect that happened between the modern Egyptian today and and ancient the ancient Egyptian civilization. We st- I mean, most Egyptians would still really uh, believe that it's part of, of what we are, but uh, it's really difficult to identify with it the same way you can identify with the more the more recent history like uh, uh like in the, the past few hundred years as compared to thousands five six thousand years back and 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 so that's one reason the second reason i think is because we we know very little about uh, ancient egyptian history really we we really know very very little about it and even what we know is uh probably not so much accurate because ancient Egyptian right. history la- lasted for around 3,000 years. Uh, so, so that's actually more than uh, modern history since, uh, since Christ. Yeah. And, and just to give you a sense of how, how enormous ancient Egyptian history is, when, when King Tut was the reigning king, the pyramids of Giza were already more than 1,000 years old. So uh, just to, to give you a sense of how, how, how massive and huge that history is and how very little we know about. So I think that's, um, so these are part of the reason. And then the, 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 there's another practical reason, I think, because to make films like that, you really need huge budgets. And um, unfortunately, that's something that is not always readily available for Egyptian filmmakers. And I think Shaheen wouldn't have been able to do that uh, without the... Uh, uh, the support that he and the 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 co-production with uh, French companies and with France, um. So the immigrant did what it did. It uh, it, it was a huge controversy back at the time, um. But I think it's uh, it's it's one of the uh, really one of his good films. One one of the better ones, uh. And you see again the recurrent theme of of, uh, as we spoke before, in almost 
every Shaheen film, there's a part, there's part of him there in the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ram, the protagonist and the immigrant, is also part of Shaheen's story. The, the young guy who decides to leave his uh, hometown and go and try to learn something, come back and benefit his people. And so, uh, uh, and then, and then, in part, also, it's his 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 trying to say to tell people that f- that uh, the sto- the the uh, the story of Joseph uh, from the Abrahamic religions is not just uh, a story for th- that that is owned by these religions. It's more of a human story, a humanistic story that uh, everybody should be should be able to identify with, and that he himself, Shahid, identified with. He. He he compared himself there to to Joseph, who went and uh, tried to learn something new and came back, and I think that's part of why everybody was uh, was against him back then, and uh, he he really stirred some um, stirred the anger of, of a few people back in Egypt at the time. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think uh, as far as the film is concerned, I think it it was it was quite a good film. I don't know if you if you saw. But uh, it's one of the films in which I did two podcasts because a friend of mine, uh, Martin Stollery, has written a book on The Immigrant, yeah, on Shaheen's film. And in the blog post accompanying the uh, podcast, I've included a PDF of, of the book with Martin's permission. I, you know, kind of everybody's free to download it if they, if they, want, if they want to read the book. But I think it's the only film that that I know of, of Shaheen's, that has an English language monograph devoted to it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, which I think is an interesting kind of uh, aspect um, to the, the film. There is something interesting about this film, which I find quite uh, maybe dishonest from Shaheen, but uh, and I, I I really wish I can know the reason for that. At the very beginning of the film, there's this disclaimer. Um, so it's it's it reads something in Arabic, and in French it reads something completely the opposite. So in Arabic it says uh-huh. the the events of this film are completely fictional. They are not inspired from any um, from any historical or 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 religious uh, uh, document or text or whatever. But in French, it says the absolute opposite. It says that this is the story of Joseph uh, from biblical times. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> and, uh, so uh, I mean, it's quite quite naive, really, to, to, to think that you can fool people writing a disclaimer in Arabic and then uh, doing, saying the exact, the, the absolute opposite in, in, in another language. So, but I mean, that it is what it is. So, well, though you cannot, I mean, you know. I suppose if you want to be Jesuitical, you can make an argument, you know, that the story is based on the, on, you know, the, the biblical story of Joseph, you know, which is itself a fiction. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the two <laughs> things are not necessarily, they're not necessarily contradictory, right? Um, yeah. And actually, again, in this, in, in the post that we did on the immigrant, Martin also very kindly um, gave us some uh, uh, texts of the court case in Egypt around Shaheen and the immigrant. So there's a transcript of elements of the court case, you know, that people are, are, are uh, um, if they want to see it, uh, it's there and they're welcome uh, to it. Um, okay, good. So, so where do you want to go next? We've got a few more to go. 
Yeah, so so what happened at the time is that I think Shaheen was uh, uh, was really frustrated with, with what happened to him because of the immigrants. And we're talking here about the early 90s, 1994, and that was a time when Egypt was really suffering from the rise of religious extremism. Because since the 70s, uh, religious extremism in Egypt has been on the rise. And um, unfortunately, part of it was... Uh, was uh, supported by the government of President Sadat in the seventies, uh, in 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 his try try to to fight off uh, leftist and uh, Nazarist elements, he the government at the time supported Islamic movements and supported the rise of Islamic movements. Later on, they would kill him, unfortunately. So um, uh, so and then after nineteen eighty one, when they killed him. And when President Mubarak uh, succeeded President Sadat, uh, the country was really boiling with, with rage. And uh, so throughout the 80s, Islamist movements, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Islamic uh, uh, the Islamic group and, and various other Islamic militant elements tried to overthrow the, the, to overthrow the regime several times. There are several incidents. Uh, which they have tried to do so. So by the 90s, it, the, the, the country was really uh, ha- suffering from this problem. And uh, we had seen several incidents where tourists were killed and uh, several bombings and uh, attacks. And um, in 1992, they killed uh, a liberal scholar called Farak Fouda, who was uh, very vocal in, in very vocal against Islamic groups and Islamic militancy and Islamic uh, terrorism at the time. And then in 1994, they attacked Naguib Mahfouz, the, 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 the novelist I was just telling you about right now. Uh-huh. Um, they, they, uh, they stabbed him in the neck. He, he survived, uh, but with severe implications on his hearing and on, on the movement of, of, his, uh, of his right arm, the one he, that he used to write with. Um, and then happened what happened happened with the case against Shaheen. So uh, all this, I think, led Shaheen to, to decide that his next film is going to be about fighting off religious extremism. And that's when the destiny came. And, um, and destiny is, is very interesting in, in many ways because, number one, it's, it's, a, it's supposed to be a historic film, and like a, a historical... Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's... it's Fiction, non-fiction, really, but because the setting is real, the characters are real, but the, the, the plot is not, is not a real plot, really. It's not a really historic, historical plot. So it's supposed to be a historic, a historic film, but it's not. Because it's actually a film about, uh, about Egypt in 1997, about what was happening in Egypt by the end of the, of the 20th century. Um, and in doing so, Shaheen... I think Shaheen was able to uh, have a lot of liberty in, in, in uh, give himself a lot of liberty in saying what he wanted to say by doing so, by always claiming that this is, this is history. Uh, the, the, the film takes place in the Middle Ages in Spain, not really in Egypt in the 20th century. So that's one point. The other thing is that the film is, is, is done in Egyptian Arabic, not in formal scripture Arabic. Uh, unlike many historical, uh, unlike most historical movies, so usually historic movies in 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 Egyptian cinema have always been done in formal Arabic. 
even Saladin, Saladin in 1963, Shaheen did it in formal Arabic. But Destiny in 1997, Shaheen decided to do it in Egyptian vernacular. And I think uh, part of the reason for that, because he wanted to, his his idea about making the film was to, to say that uh, religious teach, teachings are not uh, sacred. They can be contested. They can be questioned. And... Um, and part of, part of, you know, dispelling that myth and trying to deconstruct that was to to do it in 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 the Egyptian Arabic and the everyday language that we speak in Egypt, not in the Quranic, the formal formal Arabic. Trying to to um, to take away that holy that holiness of of the language itself of the scripture that is used in the Quran, mm. so that was part of it, I think. And uh, so the film um, talks about Averos, uh, the historical figure. And uh, Averos was a significant historical figure in Islamic history because uh, many of his teachings and many of his writings survived, not necessarily through the plots that is shown in the film. I think that's fictional. But, uh, but it did survive and it did actually influence a, uh, a lot of the Western uh, philosophy and civilization later on, yes, and uh, um, and at the time there was a huge conundrum between uh, Averroes and uh, Al Ghazali. Al Ghazali was a scholar who lived ages, uh, like I think more than a hundred years before Averroes. But um, there was this friction between the teachings of Ghazali and the teaching of Averroes, and uh, he did actually fall out of favor at some point. In, in his life, the, the a little bit like the way it is depicted in the film, but 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 that's about it because the film is not is not really about Averroes and it's not really about middle Middle Ages Spain. It's about Egypt in nineteen ninety seven and what were and what the country was facing at the time and the rise of religious extremism, and it was very prophetic in 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 actually because uh, one of the major elements of the plot is the ability or the success of these religious extremist groups to recruit the uh, the caliph's son the king's uh, son into their ranks and that was mm. pr- quite prophetic because just a few years later uh, it was rumored uh, i mean we, we would never know if it was uh, true or not but it was rumored that one of mubarak's sons ala uh, the the eldest uh, was actually moving into that direction and was uh, and was starting to to uh, be a little bit extra conservative more than uh, more than what is uh, really comfortable for for the son of a, for the son of the president um, and it's quite interesting in 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 a few uh, in a few uh, plot lines in the film when you see the the singer uh, being stabbed in the neck uh, the first time and surviving so i think that was alluding to the attempt on nagib mahfouz's life uh, mm. and uh, there's quite a funny scene just after he recovered from the stab in the neck and he was uh, pretending that he can no longer uh, can no longer sing uh, and i think this was also alluding to mahfouz's uh, losing his ability to use his right hand the one which he used to write with uh, after that attack on his life. Hmm. And then did eventually... Mahfouz, did, did Mahfouz ever work with Shaheen? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, the choice. The choice was uh, Mahfouz's story. The choice. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it was not a novel by Mahfouz. It was actually written directly for the cinema. So he uh-huh. did the 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 story of the film. Uh, but he did not. He doesn't. He did not write the script. But he did the story. Okay. But actually, Mahfouz used to write a lot of scripts, and uh, um, I, I'm not sure if he has worked with Shaheen on any other uh, or, or on any of his other films. But uh, the choice is absolutely. I know for sure about that. Okay. Um, okay. And and then you is see the Marwan. Name... Mm-hmm. The name rings a bell, you know, in my reading because I have I have been reading. Um, so there's a couple of books on Shaheen in English. There's Malik Khoury, uh, The Arab National Project, and Youssef Shaheen Cinema. Yeah, I've just read that recently. Uh, this is Martin's book, yeah, which you can get uh, mm-hmm. from the post. And there's another one, Ibrahim Fawal's uh, Youssef Shaheen. Yes, I've read that as well. I think it's quite comprehensive. Ibrahim, Ibrahim Fawal's book, I think... Despite having some uh, some inaccuracies, I think it's it's the most comprehensive uh, out there. Yes, but let's not lose track. I kind of I'm, I'm let me um, get back uh, uh, to destiny because you know I think it's clearly about Egypt in 1997. But again, you know I think with these films it's important to say it's not only about Egypt in 1997, right? You know the issue, the question of science you know, versus um, faith or superstition or, I mean, it's arguably the hottest topic, you know, in, you know, certainly Western culture today, to a degree it explains something like Trump or Boris Johnson in the UK, right, that like kind of, you know, people put aside where logic leads them and trust in in something, yeah, Um, and, you know, the struggle behind that or, you know the 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 thing about producing and protecting, yeah, and following science and reason, yeah, and knowledge, which is one of the themes of the film, in a context that uh, has a different sense of the nation and of belongingness than we do, because you know what I like very much uh, uh, about uh, Destiny is that you know it is set in southern Spain, you know, but it's a southern Spain that is, you know, kind of a center of the Arab world, right? That, you know, kind of, that this culture is one that kind of goes almost, or to a degree, a shared culture exists from the south of India to the south of Spain and through all of the north of Africa. There's a very expansive notion of that. And what I also like is that um, repression and an attempt to limit knowledge and so on is something that that both Christians and Muslims share. Yeah, so the film begins in the south of France with a very repressive regime that is burning people and books, right? And then it goes yeah to the south of Spain where you know this time it's you know kind of people in a, in a Muslim country that are is burning Arabs and books. Yeah, I I very much like the the expansive complexities that that reworking brings up. So it is both about Egypt, yeah, but it also opens up the sense of what the world could be, yeah? Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And it's part of how Shaheen viewed life. 
because Shaheen was was um, I think an, uh, he was a non-practicing Catholic Christian. So, but but he was kind of uh, irreligious. So, uh, and he he was always on the defensive, especially in later in his later years, um, when Arabic Arab culture and Islamic culture was accused of terrorism and violence. And I think part of what he was trying to tell uh, by doing Destiny is that we all come from similar backgrounds, that um, if Islamic culture is suffering from uh, from from this today, uh, but also the Western Christian culture also suffered from it at one point. Yeah. So, And even though um, the Western culture managed to get through this, uh, through... Uh, long years of bloodshed and war and uh, two world wars and um, millions of, of victims that the Islamic world is also trying to get through this and uh, maybe there's just a bit of a a few hundred years of difference between them so that's part of how Shaheen viewed the world and uh, and you can clearly see see him express it in interviews especially later mm-hmm. in his life and even even in his uh, short film nine on on nine eleven, which I which I don't really agree with him on, but you can clearly see that the mindset that's the mindset that he is, he's coming from, um, and destiny was not was not is not far from that. Destiny is is part of of that mindset and part of what he was trying to uh, to say, and uh, so so destiny was uh, was a huge success in Egypt, which which you should know by now which was not something that Shaheen really enjoyed uh, throughout his career. And uh, also it, uh, because it was, uh, it came at the same time uh, that he got his Lifetime Achievements Award in 1997 at the Cannes Film Festival. So that also gave it a huge boost in, in, in Egyptian cinemas. Mm-hmm. And it still remains up till today one of his most memorable especially the music and the songs um the the second song the one that comes later uh, later in the film uh, when they captured the caliph's son that particular song is i i would bet that nobody in egypt doesn't love this song and doesn't know the song and doesn't love this song and it uh, again it became part of the popular culture that particular song because it uh, and and also the 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 actor the the singer in the film is he, this is Muhammad Munir and he's one of the most revered he's his uh, he's from southern egypt from nubia and he's one of the most revered egyptian singers um and uh, since really since the 80s and uh, and you can see of course that he's a he's one of the recurring characters in Shaheen Shaheen's films mm-hmm. and he was a great uh, friend of Shaheen and he still sings until now, actually. I think he's about 66 or 67 years old now, but he's still very popular. Still, uh, still re- he, I think he just released a new album uh, just a couple of months ago. Yeah. Let's, so, so I think up to now, just to summarize, uh, basically, we began uh, with, by talking about Cairo, a scene by Shaheen. We've now talked about two of his really important kind of feature uh, length films, both co-productions with France, The Emigrant and Destiny. And now this brings us to the other? 
Yeah, so I think Destiny was was his last huge film. The ones following uh-huh. that, uh, so after that he made the other, he made uh, Silence Son Tour, uh, Alexandria, New York, and Chaos. Yes. So he made four films after Destiny. But in my opinion, Destiny was the last, the last great film, the last huge production with a massive budget and... Uh, uh big uh movements and big big group group movements on on screen and the uh, set design and costume design i think i think that was the, the last great movie the other um nothing really much to say about other than that it is quite a strange movie but it, it is again it's again part of the mindset that i was just talking about the relation between the east and the west and the uh, and it was it was also very prophetic because it was it was made in nineteen ninety nine, but if you actually don't know the the date it was produced, you'd think that it was made after nine eleven, uh, after two thousand and one, uh-huh. because uh, the, the the relation between east and west, between Islamic culture or Arab culture and uh, and the Americans and the Western culture, um, the the how how how. He actually predicted that in in that uh, funny scene where uh, the lady meets the Islamic extremist guy uh, through uh, through uh, the, the internet like we're doing now. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but it 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 wasn't a huge success, and I think it's not one of his best films. But um, no. and then Silence and then I, Silence I, on I... Tour, and then Silence on yes. Tour is 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 a horrible film, quite quite honestly, and even Shaheen himself. <laughs> Even Shaheen himself admitted uh, admitted that that it uh, it's probably his worst film ever. So. Uh, well, um, I don't know. I mean, it's not one of his best. Yeah, that we can agree on. But I don't know if I've just become such a fanatic of Shaheen that you know I still find it of value, and I think there are still very interesting things. And you know, I mean, the leading lady is very stiff. You know, but there are moments in that concert footage and so on that are, I think are very beautiful as well. Yeah, kind of. It's 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 not a film that is without value. <laughs> no, absolutely. The the I, I think the only thing the only good thing about Silence on Tour is the 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 song at the very beginning, because again uh-huh. that song still still lives with us until now. You can still very often hear it. Uh, and it's a lovely song, really. It's a, it's a, like a, a very nice patriotic song that uh, that would make uh, that that as Egyptians that we really like. We really, even though Latifa the the uh, the singer is, is is Tunisian, she's not Egyptian, but the song is about Egypt yeah. and it's an absolutely beautiful song. Uh, and then there's Ruby, Ruby the 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 girl. Uh, she's uh, she's kind of a. Uh, a godlike stat. She has a godlike status today, uh, but Shaheen discovered her. That was her first appearance on film, so maybe that's a couple of good points about the film. <laughs> yes, that is. So um, this brings us. Do you want to end with Alexandria, New York, or do you also want to uh, bring in This Is Chaos? I've not seen it. No, so, actually, I, I I would skip Alexandria, New York, and just talk a little bit okay. about uh, Chaos, and then. Yeah. Just to cl- close this series with a few uh, general remarks and uh, some of the recurring themes and elements. So Chaos, Chaos is, is, is a very interesting film and I, I, I really wish you can see it um, because it's his last film 
he was almost on deathbed when he was doing it, yet he still managed to actually get heavily involved in doing it. Um, because uh, the, on, on the film poster, you would see it written um, that it's a film for Yusuf Shaheen and Khalid Yusuf. Khalid Yusuf is, is another director. He's a student of Shaheen. He's actually the guy that appears at the very beginning of uh, Cairo as seen by Shaheen, the guy who's asking him uh-huh. for, for a job. That's Khalid Yusuf. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, so, but, but, but in reality, this is, uh, it's not really a film by Khalid Yusuf. It's a film by Yusuf Shaheen. But Khalid Yusuf mm. helped him a lot with, with it because Shaheen's uh, health was ailing at the time. And, um, and Shaheen was generous enough to put his name just next to him on the poster. Mm. Uh, but when you see it, you will absolutely get that this is a Shaheen film. Like all the elements, the, the, film, the cinematography, the way, uh, the way people are moving on the screen, everything. It's, it's an absolutely Shaheen film. And um, again, it was very prophetic because it was done in 2007. And it predicted the uh, that people would uh, come out in masses in protesting against living conditions, against police brutality, which happened a few years later. Shaheen was uh, was not alive to see it in twenty eleven, but it happened in twenty eleven, um, and uh, Shaheen predicted it. And it's 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 a very interesting movie. It's um, it's very well done, I think, and I'm quite glad and happy that Shaheen ended his career with chaos. Because uh, when you see it, it's reminiscent of his earlier films, uh, not 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 like Silence on Two and the other and uh, and Alexandria New York, which I think is also a quite a an amateurish film. But anyway, mm. but but Chaos Chaos <laughs> is quite a professionally done Chaos is quite a professionally done film, and uh, it's it's a really really good one. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a really important film that that you really have to see. And it's uh, just in short, it's about uh, uh, a police constable who lives in a popular area. He, 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 he loves his neighbor, who is a young girl, and uh, she doesn't like him. She loves another guy. So he starts uh, using his authority, even though he's just a junior constable. He's not even a police officer. Uh, but he starts using his authority and his power as a representative of the, of the authority uh, uh, and he ends up, I, I don't want to, to, to spoil it for you, but it ends up quite uh, uh, tragically for both of them. Uh, yeah, so, so but th- that's what I'm just going to say about it uh, until you, you manage to see it. So, uh, yeah. So now you have some points that you want to make about Shaheen in, in general, yeah? Yes, so I wanted to talk about the recurring themes because we've always said recurring themes and uh, there, there are quite a few of them. And I think what makes Shaheen cinema very, very interesting is the way these recurring themes um, are featured in many of his films and uh, they end up creating this universe that whenever you see a film, you just feel that, yes, this is a Shaheen film. The, the, uh, you, can, you can absolutely feel it uh, there. So one of the, uh, the, the, I think one of the most apparent uh, themes that Shaheen is always talking about is uh, laborers and the rights of labor and labor unions and uh, uh, you can see it in from from the very beginning you can see it in mm. uh, dark waters uh, when the workers in the company were trying to um, fight against the owners of the company trying to get their rights 
then you can see it in uh, Blazing Sun, where the uh, farmers were trying to struggle against the the uh, the owner of of the vast expanses of land who was trying to destroy their crops uh, in favor of of his own crops. And then you can also see it in, of course, in Cairo station with uh, the, the Abu Sriya trying to uh, organize a labor union for those working at uh, the, the, the station to be able to fend off the other guy who is trying, who, who, who controls their lives and gives them no benefits. Um, you can see it in Lover's Call, which you haven't seen, but it's still there. Uh, there's a part of the plot takes place in a factory and one of the factory workers uh, almost gets killed or even gets killed i can't remember but and um, uh, gets killed in in a work related accident and because there is there is no uh, there are no unions there is no insurance there is nothing so so that was part of the theme and then you also see it in uh, um, uh, the uh, anjur uh, when you when you see how how Barack was trying to lobby other workers to 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 uh, ask the management to keep Nikolai and not to yes. to to let him go back to the to the Soviet Union. Uh, yeah, I can absolutely see it in uh, the return of the prodigal son, uh, with mm-hmm. the, the you know the people working at at the factory in uh, Alexandria. Why in Alexandria? Why there is one of the plot lines is about. Uh, the workers in the in the in the harbor and how they were trying to organize themselves into a labor union, and then of course uh, Alexandria again and forever with the the actors you the actors union strike that we mm. talked about. So that was one of the things that was really on his mind the entire time. Uh, mm. How how to make life better for people for labor labor uh, manual laborers and uh, workers and voices that nobody care about and uh, people who are not really uh, do not really fit in the bigger picture but who actually do the day-to-day work and uh, and who are often for- forgotten so that's uh, that's one of the the other thing i think the uh, one of the other themes is algeria so since he has done uh, since he's done jamila algeria has always and the algerian revolution has always mm. been on on his mind so Jamila, of course, is all about Algeria, and then there are quite a few Easter eggs in in in, in some of his films, like in in Dawn of a New Day. Uh, you remember the scene where they go and see the the match at the stadium, and uh, Nyla is wearing uh, a hat out of a newspaper on uh, on her uh-huh. head, and the uh, the writing in Arabic, the headline on the newspaper is something something about the algerian revolution and i don't think uh-huh. that that was a that was a coincidence it's probably not a coincidence no it wouldn't and then uh, yeah and then you see an egyptian story and how he goes to algeria to 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 meet his friend in uh, in return of the prodigal son the guy was from algeria and he had escaped algeria and went to alexandria where he met the lady and then later on moved to where the film was taking place uh so uh, so Algeria has always been on his mind so because because grow because when he was living in the 60s and the the the, the role that Egypt was playing in the Nasser time uh, in in supporting all the revolutions across Africa and in particular Algeria yeah. Algeria Algeria Egypt played a huge role in uh, helping Algeria gain independence from France so i think of course Shaheen was was uh, in full support of that 
And then there is also uh, another theme which I think features in 99% of his films. And, the, and that is the idea of traveling from one place to another and leaving hometown and going to, to, to a bigger place or a bigger city to learn something or to do something or to work something. And you can see it from, you can see it from his second film, in, in The Nile Boy. Uh, which I don't think you have seen, but it's about it's about somebody who lives, somebody who's a peasant who lives in southern Egypt, and his the dream of his life is to go to Cairo, and he often just looks at the trains going to Cairo, and one day he just hops on a train and 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 goes to Cairo where the events unfold. So Nile Boy, and then Lady of the Train, which you also haven't seen, but it's also about uh, traveling on a train and uh, an accident happening there. And then Blazing Sun, Blazing Sun is also about the guy who went, he 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 learned something, and then he came back to his to to try and benefit his people. Uh, Dark Waters, Dark Waters was Omar Sharif was traveling, and then he came back, and then when he kind of. Uh, uh, lost hope on his love. He was going to travel again, and you remember the the last scene when they jumped into water. He jumped from the ship, and then she, they met in the water. And the Cairo station is all about uh, traveling. Lover's Call is the same. Uh, Dawn of a New Day, of course. In Dawn of a New Day, you see Tari, uh, Tari wanting to go to Germany to 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 learn something, and then uh, in Sands of Gold, which you haven't seen, but it's the same. Uh, and Jour le Nil. Uh, the prodigal son in in the prodigal son you see the the kid wanting to to uh, to go and learn uh, rocket science and uh, and then eventually traveling to alexandria at the end of the film of course in alexandria why shaheen's story in uh, in adieu bonaparte in adieu bonaparte they just decide to leave alexandria and go to cairo to be able to join the forces and the, the popular uh, mobilization against the french invaders in the sixth day, in the sixth day, you see them also moving, trying to, to reach Alexandria where the, the, the weather is better and where she thinks the boy will, will be able to, uh, to, to be cured of, of cholera. In Immigrant, in the Immigrant, it's the same. In Destiny, it's the same. In Destiny, you see the French guy leaving his, leaving his town and going to Andalusia and then the, the books going to, to, for a better fate in, uh, in Egypt. In Alexandria, New York, in the other, it's so it's almost in his entire film, and I think it comes from his own personal experience and his own personal life, traveling at a very young age to the United States to to um, to go to the Pasadena Playhouse and then uh, coming back to Egypt and uh, starting his career. So uh, yeah, so that's also one of the very prominent uh, features in in Shaheen's films. Um, and then there are the other, you know, small things that you might not notice, but which actually contribute to making this Shaheen universe, like recurring characters. Like, for example, you see in The Land, if you remember, there is this uh, character of the shaman who kills the, the, the destitute uh, girl. Uh, yes. So that, that Sheikh Shaban uh, character. The exact character appears again in Adieu Bonaparte where he meets the family on the way to Cairo and he's also called Sheikh Shaban and he says the exact same lines and the exact same uh, he does the exact same moves and it's played by the exact same character and then you also see the character of the shaman uh, uh, in Sixth Day um, the one who was uh, calling on people to, to take the seven pounds mm. 
so that's uh, so that that is one thing. And the the, the name of using the name Bahia, uh, the lady who uh, who was always representing Egypt. You see Bahia in the sparrow. You see it in uh, in the other. You see Bahia in uh, chaos as well. And the choice, uh, the same uh, lady character who's. Uh, everybody loves who everybody loves and who everybody gathers around and who actually represents the country and represents egypt and um, and uh, yeah so uh, so i think that's uh, part of how he managed to to create this this shaheen universe which which i think by by now we all come to 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 love and appreciate and uh, and hopefully appreciate for for years to come uh, so thank you very much, uh, Hussein. Uh, very much appreciated. Uh, and you know, I'm sure we will return to talk to you uh, at some point in the future. Uh, so uh, this has been the fourth uh, uh, Egyptian perspective, or the fourth installment of an Egyptian perspective on the cinema of Yusuf Shaheen. Uh, many, many thanks to Hussein for joining us uh, in this discussion. All right, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jose. I'm gonna be